Well, good morning, Crossroads, and welcome to the third week of our series called Supernatural. Today, we are taking a look at one of my favorite miracles of Jesus because it involves a group of friends making sure that they get their friend who is desperately in need of a touch from Jesus in his presence. And it's all found in Mark chapter 2. But before we dive in, I just want to showcase the main idea of what we're talking about today. Because in this miracle, what we are highlighting is the power of Jesus to forgive our sins. And this really, at the end of the day, is what it is all about. When I put my trust in Jesus, when I declare that he is Lord, when I put my trust in the reality that all authority in heaven on earth has been given to him, and I realize that he has the authority and the power to forgive my sins, you guys, that changes everything. And, and here at Crossroads, our mission is to connect people with God. Why is that our mission? It's because when you encounter that power of Jesus, when you experience his forgiveness of your sins, that changes everything. And that's why one of our core values is to celebrate the change because you realize when you encounter the love of Jesus, when he forgives you of your sin, when the weight and the burden of all of that heaviness is upon you and is lifted, you are not the same. We are celebrating a life that has been radically transformed by the love of Jesus. And we celebrate that in our favorite way by having baptism, celebrating that reality that I am a child of God. And it's that moment of identification where I am going to live for Jesus. I am his and he is mine. And so in light of what he has done for us, our final core value is we contribute to the community. We recognize that he has given us, given us all gifts and abilities that he wants us to use for him and for his glory. And that, I contend, is where life is lived to the fullest. When we live on mission, connecting people with Jesus, when we celebrate the change that he has brought into our lives, and when we go all in using the gifts and abilities that he's given us to contribute to the community. That, again, is where life is lived to the fullest. And it all hinges on this power of Jesus to forgive our sins. I want you to consider that as we dive into this story today and look at this miracle, because the power that Jesus has to forgive our sins is life-changing, and I hope that that's something that you have experienced and are celebrating in your life today. This story kicks off in Mark chapter 2. It says, when Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room even outside the door. See, Jesus was still drawing crowds, all right? It says, while he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. This is a terrific moment. First of all, I have to say this. If you don't have friends like this, you need to surround yourself. You need to go find a friend that would do this for you. These are four committed friends that are doing everything they can to get their friend to Jesus. I love the phrase, show me your friends and I will show you your future. Guys, if you are surrounding yourself with friends like that, you have a bright future. Search out those friends. Make sure you're surrounding with people who are going to point you toward Jesus. That is a huge deal. But beyond that, let's recognize all of the work and all of the effort they went to to get their friend to Jesus. They're doing everything they can. They recognize our friend needs Jesus. He's the only one that can help him. They go to the place where they know Jesus is. They see that he is surrounded by crowds. People are overflowing outside of the home. It would have been crowded into the streets and beyond. So what do they do? They navigate their way, probably onto the back of the house. They climb the stairs 
and they literally take shovels, rakes, using their hands, whatever it takes to dig through the dirt floor of this ceiling, the roof of this house, so that they can dig down into the house so that they can see Jesus. I mean, this is amazing, right? And you talk about distractions, right? And you talk about trying to stay focused while you're listening to Jesus and trying to tune out all of the other things that could possibly distract you from what he is trying to say to you. There would be dirt falling from the roof as you were trying to listen to Jesus. It's very likely there was dirt falling on Jesus himself as he's trying to convey this message of hope to the people that have gathered to listen to him. And yet, despite all of the distractions, despite everything going wrong, despite everything it would take to stay focused on the message that is being presented in this moment. Jesus sees this hole appear in the roof and this man is lowered down. And when he recognizes what's happening, he doesn't condemn them. He doesn't talk down to them and say, why are you you distracting everyone and disrupting what I'm doing? He recognizes their persistence and their ingenuity as faith. Consider that for a second. This persistence, this this action that these friends have taken, he sees that as faith. And I want to encourage you today with this reality that when we talk about the forgiveness of sins, this journey to Jesus, it begins with faith. We talked about this last week. You're either going to let your faith chase away all your fears, you're going to center your life on Jesus, or you're going to allow your fears to chase away your faith. But this journey, this journey to Jesus, this journey to experience life to the fullest, this forgiveness of sins, It begins with faith. It's me confessing with my mouth, Jesus, you are Lord. It's me believing in my heart that God raised him from the dead, that all authority in heaven on earth has been given to him, and that I can find forgiveness of my sins in Jesus. This journey, it begins with that faith that he can do this. And this story illustrates this in a beautiful way. The story continues. It says, seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. This is an extraordinary moment. And, and, and make no mistake, this got the attention of everyone in the room. And we're about to dive into that, that statement because it's a big one. But can we just pause for a second and recognize the reality of this moment? This man is paralyzed. His friends have brought him to Jesus so that he could be healed. And what they found is Jesus wasn't performing miracles. He was teaching. He was preaching the good news. He was sharing the gospel. He was teaching them about the kingdom of heaven. So when Jesus sees what these friends have done, they lower him in front of Jesus. They were expecting him to say, son, my child, you are healed. But that's not what they got. What they got was, my son, your sins are forgiven. And while this is amazing, it really wasn't what he was going for, right? I don't know if that's ever happened to you. I remember when I was 23 years old, I had just started ministry. I was a youth pastor down in Clearwater, Florida, and listen, I was broke. I just want you to know that. I was just so incredibly broke. And something happened that was terrible. I chipped my tooth. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm burying my soul. All of my medical issues, they're, they're out in the open right now. I chipped my front tooth. I had to go to the dentist and get this thing fixed. Well, listen, we had no money. So everything was so tight. I'm trying to find a dentist that will do this as cheaply as possible. I put a chiclet in there. I don't care. Let's make this work. I remember going to a dentist's office and saying, hey, I need this, this tooth repaired. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, we've got you covered. No problem. They took me back. But before they would fix my tooth, they tried to, to get me an x-ray for my teeth to see what was going on with my teeth. And I'm saying, you know, I don't really need an x-ray of my entire mouth. I just need you to 
you fix this chip tooth. They sit me down in this massive x-ray machine. They're saying, oh no, every, every customer gets this. And I'm asking questions. They're strapping me in, getting me all ready. I'm saying, wait a second, I don't want this. How much does this cost? Like, it, don't worry about it, it's $250, not a big deal. I'm going, whoa, whoa, whoa. I literally unstrapped myself out of the x-ray machine and ran out of the dentist's office because that is not what I wanted. I didn't come for an x-ray. I needed to get my chip tooth fixed. And I feel like that's what's happening with this guy. He's been living with, with this terrible tragedy. He's been suffering. He's been hurting. His friends realize that by bringing him to Jesus, he could be healed. And he's got this hope that this suffering, that this pain that he's been enduring could be eradicated. He could be healed. He could be made new. And so they've gone to all this work. They've dug a hole in the roof. They've lowered him in front of Jesus. And there he is face to face with Jesus. And what does Jesus say to him? It's beautiful. My child, seeing his faith, he says, your sins are forgiven. What an amazing moment. Jesus in that moment is focused on man's greatest need because it's our sin that separates us from God. It's our sin that leads to brokenness in every area of our life. It's what is the root cause to everything that is broken in our world. So while this guy was focused on physical healing, Jesus is focusing on his soul. He is focusing on the eternal. He is offering forgiveness of sins, freedom, all of that weight lifted, recognizing that he could be made right with God. And I want to challenge you today with that idea that this journey to Jesus, it leads to forgiveness. When I begin this journey with faith, when I put my trust in Jesus, that journey leads to forgiveness. And that weight of my sin, that burden that I carry is gone. Jesus takes care of that. He has paid that price so you and I don't have to live under that burden. You can be free. You can be forgiven. That is found in Jesus. Well, Jesus made some waves here with this statement because nobody goes around just forgiving sins. In fact, that's blasphemy because when you say, I forgive your sins, you are declaring yourself God. And there were some Pharisees there. There were some teachers of the law that did not approve of what Jesus was saying because their mistake was they failed to recognize who he was. So it goes on to say in this story, but some of the teachers of religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, what is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking. So he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven? Or stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. I love this. Jesus is always putting the religious leaders of the law, the Pharisees, in these really awkward positions because he would always have the perfect question to ask. He would always just silence them with the authority and the wisdom that he was teaching. And this is one of those moments because he's asking them a question that is absolutely impossible. As a person in the crowd, when someone asks you, what is easier, to forgive someone's sins or to say to this man, you are healed, pick up your mat and go home. Well, the problem here is that both of those things in our own power, both of those things are equally impossible. We cannot do either one of those things. But while those things are impossible for man, both of those things are equally easy for God. 
And I think we forget a lot of times because we think on our own terms. We think under uh, how we are strong enough to complete or not complete a task. We think in terms of what we are able to do on our own ability and our own strength. Because we think in those terms, we forget that what seems impossible to us is nothing to God. It is simple. It is easy. So when Jesus asked them, what's easier, to forgive your sins or to say, get up and walk, to heal someone from paralysis? The Pharisees are going, wait a second, both of these are impossible. This guy's crazy. But they were equally easy for Jesus. I want to encourage you with this thought. The journey to Jesus ends in freedom because he absolutely does have the authority and the power to forgive your sins. He has the authority and the power to forgive my sins. And I tell you, for one, I am thankful for the forgiveness that Jesus has given me. I am a changed life. I am not who I once was. I'm able to walk in freedom because of what Jesus has done for me. And I challenge you today, when you encounter Jesus, he changes you. That weight is lifted. You no longer have to walk under that burden of sin and shame. You walk with your head held high as a child of God. You see, the devil is full of lies, right? He wants you to think that you are unforgivable. That you're unforgivable. But the truth is, you have been freed. In fact, it says in Scripture, as far as the east is from the west, that is how far God separates our sin from us. It is gone. He, he talks about burying it at the bottom of the ocean floor. When Jesus forgives you of your sin, it is gone. It is remembered no more. And I would, I would, I feel like there are people here that are watching today that need to, to, to hear this and understand this. If you have asked Jesus to forgive you of sin, and you are still holding on to that guilt and that shame, you can't let that go, it might be time where you just have to say, I forgive myself. Because Jesus has forgiven you. You are dearly, and you are dearly and deeply loved by him. He loves you with an extravagant love. He loves you, and there is nothing that you can do about it. And I want you today to embrace that love that he has for you, because you are not unforgivable. Jesus came and died for you so that you could be free. He came so that you could have life, and life to the fullest. And life to the fullest is not buried in, in, in shame and guilt and debt. No, life that is lived in forgiveness is free. And that is how he wants us to walk, walk free in his life, in his mercy and his grace. And I just want you to claim that forgiveness that Jesus offers you today. Turn away from those things that have, that have trapped you, that make you walk in guilt and shame, and walk in the light and the freedom that is Jesus. You have been forgiven. Leave that past behind and walk in freedom into the new life that God has called you to. That, again, is where life is lived absolutely to the fullest. In addition to that, the devil wants you to think you are unlovable. And I challenge you to recognize today, you are part of God's family. You have been made in his image. He calls you by his name. And when you say, Jesus, I believe that you are Lord. I confess with my mouth that there is no one like you and I need you. He places his name on you. You are his child. You are adopted into his family. You are dearly and deeply loved by him. Do not forget that. I think the final lie that the devil tries to tell us is that he wants us to think that we are somehow unworthy, that there is no way God could possibly forgive me for what I have done. My past is too terrible. My past is too bad. If I ever walk through the doors of church, lightning will strike me. And the bottom line is there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. And when you turn your face toward Jesus and declare that he is Lord and you ask him to forgive you, he forgives you. His grace is available to you, and it's available to you today. 
And I, I can't encourage you or challenge you more. Embrace his love for you today and put your trust, put your faith in his willingness and his power to forgive your sin because you don't have to walk uh, as a slave to your sin and to your guilt and to your shame. No, you have been set free and he loves you with an extravagant love. So Jesus is in this setting. He's asked a, a very important question. What's easier, to forgive someone's sins or to say to this person, get up, take up your mat and walk? He's asked them an impossible question. Impossible for man, but very easy for God. So to prove that he had the power to forgive sins, something very amazing followed in this story. In verse 10 it says, So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man jumped up, grabbed his mat, and walked out through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, we've never seen anything like this before. See, by healing a person who they could see of their sickness, of their pain, and of their suffering, Jesus was able to prove that he could do what is unseen, that he was able to forgive sins. And everyone was stunned. Everyone was amazed because they had never seen anything like that before. Never forget what is impossible for us is easy for God. There is no one like him. Jesus is Lord. Jesus has all authority over heaven and earth. Jesus has the authority to forgive our sins. And I beg you today, would you put your trust in him? Because that journey to Jesus, it begins with faith. All right, put your faith in him. And that journey, it leads to forgiveness. Oh, you are made free because of what he has done. And you can walk in this glorious freedom. And so my question today to you as we come to a close is simply this. Are you walking in the freedom of Jesus? I think the worst thing that we can do as followers of Jesus is to allow sin to get a stranglehold on our lives after we've already been forgiven, after we've, we've committed to walking with Jesus. When we allow things to uh, build roots in our lives that we know shouldn't be there, we're keeping ourselves from walking in the freedom that Jesus longs for us to experience, from living into the life, life to the fullest that Jesus offers us. And so I encourage you today, draw close to Jesus. That journey to him, it starts with faith. Put your trust in him. Maybe today is the day where you need to say for the first time, Jesus, you are Lord. I confess, I need you, and I believe in my heart, God, you were raised from the dead. I want to be saved. If you say yes to Jesus today, your journey with Jesus begins right now. And that journey, it leads to forgiveness. It ends in freedom, and it changes everything. I want you to know today, you are loved. Walk in the freedom of Jesus today. Jesus, we love you today. We thank you for who you are, and we praise you because you are worthy. We thank you that you have the authority to forgive our sins and that you love us with such an extravagant love that you make that available to each and every one of us. It doesn't matter where we come from, what we've done, what our past looks like. God, you, you welcome us with open arms when we turn to you. And so, Jesus, may we all just pause and turn to you draw close to you today. Let our journey to you begin with faith, lead to forgiveness, and end in freedom. We praise you today because you're worthy. We pray this in your holy name today. Amen.